Howdy, howdy, and welcome to my bloody Judy with your final forgets, myself, Zachary Patton Garcia. And Ian Carlos Crawford. And welcome to the gay stuff we love about the Scream franchise. And today, our opening kills, we have two. He's the host of the YouTube channel, Nick Says Boo. Nick. <laughs> and he is a film and TV editor. Mike Patterson. Hi. Mike, I feel like I can, I, I could probably say what your answer would be, but what do you like? Just like a quick, what do you think why gays are so drawn to screen? I mean, it's got strong women. It's, you know, it's funny. It's scary. It's clever, hip and scary. Um, I mean, like it's written by Kevin Williamson, who's gay. So it's immediately without even knowing it, mm. we're already just like, it's a queer coded movie. Uh, Billy and Stu, obviously closeted lovers. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, we'll get into it. But like, th that's rapid fire off the top of my head. The reasons why. Uh, Courtney Cox, Gail Weathers, Gail Weathers. I was gonna say, my shirt, my shirt answers the question. Yes, um, yes, yes. Ghostface, why do you think gays <laughs> <laughs> like Scream? Strong female leads who overcome adversity. Um, it's there's camp to it, and the gays the gays love their camp. Uh, I mean, li like you said, Billy Eats too are gay as fuck. <laughs> and um, I'm gonna go with Sarah Michelle Gellar, <laughs> even though she's yeah. only in one movie. Sarah Michelle. Are you Gellar. kidding? If if they put out a shirt with her name, even though she's only in that, I would buy right. the shirt of that. It should be. It should be the the name in her little picture because she had a she had a little moment in the credits, didn't she? They yeah, I think in yep. Scream, yep. Yep. Scream she gets 2, a face. They do, yeah, yep. they she do gets a face card. Yeah. The, I mean, the thing of like Final Girls is I think there's like that also relates to Scream, which is like gays like a final girl, right? It's mm -hmm. someone who's underestimated, who like pulls herself up and like sometimes accidentally, but sometimes like fights back and wins and like survives. Um, and Zach, you know, I'm only a fan of a final girl who like survives on purpose, not like by accident. That for me is like, um, like they have to like fight and I that's what I want in my final girl. Like they are smart and they fight and not like they're tripping a lot and then the killer is killed. There's, you get a first movie grace period. Every final girl gets a first movie grace period where they can trip and accidentally survive, Ian. Okay, let them have their moment. Not everybody can be Sidney but, Prescott. I was going to say, but Sidney Prescott, Sidney Prescott and Gail do not. There is never a moment where they're tripping. They are fighting and fighting back and like even in the end when they both are like shooting everyone like they're just like great pick up my gun shoot you and i yeah. i feel like the the thing that like people don't talk about a lot i mean gays do but like gail and sydney are just so different and i feel like that appeals to gays as well is the fact that like sydney you you love sydney too but she's more like the good girl she's like the she just wants to like fucking relax gail is the more like she really just ambitious. Wants she wants to take a That's nap. All she's ever wanted to do. Yeah, all she wants yeah. to do is sleep. And that's Gail is one little. Gail is sleep. like drama. Ooh, let me insert yeah. myself. Sydney has to take and... the fucking school bus and then is attacked by Ghostface <laughs> right after throughout that big house. Like, she's she not. I, 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 I just hope she is not in six. Give her a moment of rest, and I hope if her cameo is in it, I do hope that we just see her on a beach. You know, I know someone. Somewhere. Someone messaged me. They were like, I hope the opening of Seven, if they get her back, is um, her husband being killed. I was like, no, I don't <laughs> want that at all. That's horrifying. I'm, I'm kind of Mark. for that because I just rewatched Three, and I was like, really? He like, why, Mark? Why? Why? And, but we're getting because her true love died. 
He died. Because it's the only one that's shown romantic interest in her that is not dead. Yes. Oh, I was going to say Tatum. Tatum was her love interest, right? Like, I'm going to make Scream as gay as possible. I by think the way. that's like, what we're going to do. I read, right? I'm like, Randy's in love with Billy and Stu. Billy and Stu are in love with each other. Tatum clearly is in love with Sydney. Like, it, yeah. Well, the so Indigo Girls kind of, poster. You've already gotten us started then. Scream one, right? <laughs> Yeah, there's just no denying any of it. I mean, you can start with surface level Billy and Stu, even if Campbell has said there's something there, right? Yeah. Um, just about everybody. When did Kevin Williamson come out? Did he ever have like a formal coming out? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. It is. It is confirmed that he's gay. And so, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's it's just even if he had never said anything about any queer coding or anything right about this movie, um, it would be safe to assume just because he's gay that a gay man would write some of that into his movie. It's, it's funny because I don't remember when I found out Kevin Williamson was, I just remember mm. knowing he was gay. Like, I don't remember when yeah. I found it out, I just remember knowing. And because I was like, oh, well, the writer of Scream is gay, in my brain, I was like, the creator of Buffy has to be gay then too, because they're creating all the things that I like and all the ladies I like. And I was like, positive that Joss Whedon just hadn't come out yet. Um, but like, in my brain, yeah. it was like, oh, gay people write the things I like. So that's how that has to work, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was around the time the Dawson's Creek episode came out that I was like, oh, Kevin Williamson is all, is gay. Uh, the I, I'm I not a Dawson's big Creek. I'm not a big Dawson's Creek fan, but like uh, the Jack Jack is the character that comes out on one, Dawson's right? Creek. Yeah. yeah. And so um, that's around the time when I was like, oh, I was like, gay people are employed in Hollywood. What's <laughs> what? What? Um, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, surface level, what Billy and Stu, um, Kevin Williamson has said that he, he's confirmed the queer quoting with them, um, but yeah. he, who, who did he, uh, he compared them to some, uh, there was like a murderous couple, a couple who killed like a 14-year-old boy, like way back in the 20s, I think it was like Leopold and something, um, and he's he's made that direct connection, and those were a couple of, yeah, a couple of guys who killed a 14-year-old boy, and then in, in court, they, it came out that they were in a homosexual relationship together, and they'd, you know, written each other letters and all of that sort of thing, and then um, you just watch yes. it, and I just, I I would kill to go back and watch it for the very first time and see if I spotted any of that. Just the way they, like, even before they're revealed, the way they're, like, embrace it's like, very homoerotic straight boys, but then at the end, it's like, oh no, it's not homoerotic, it's homo. Like, mm -hmm. the way the, like, Stu's wrapped around him with his, like, face next to his at the end, like, all that's very, like, intimate. When was the first moment in the original film that you were like, mm, I Water think there's fountain. a little sugar in the tank. Water, Water fountain. fountain. Yeah, the eyes. They're giving each other eyes. <laughs> little you know, sugar in the like tank. Like crazy. Um, right. And it's definitely coming more from Stu than it is from Billy. Billy yes. is the guy who's getting his dick sucked and not wanting oh, to talk Stu about it afterwards. But Stu is head over heels. Stu is yeah. ready to kill Casey Becker, right? Yeah. Just any sort of alone <laughs> time with, with his baby Billy. <laughs> Zach, did we Stu did, gets choked out. I know it. I know we, it. He's a big bottom. He gets choked oh, yes. out. I yeah. support it. Tall, tall bottom. <laughs> Zach, did we talk about that when we recorded for Scream One? I think we did, right? Ian, we have talked about all of this over and over and over again. <laughs> yes, we have. We have absolutely talked about that before. <laughs> Roll the footage, um, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, I I think that like there's something to be said for because right, like back then we didn't have a lot of gay people in especially genre right i feel like 
as someone who's always been like very much in genre everything mm. like gay people didn't start popping up in genre like willow and tara literally were the first gays i remember seeing in anything that was like genre mm -hmm. like, there's one episode of star trek where it's like kind of gay because there's like an alien living in the woman and that alien has been in different people of different genders so it's like the the alien's ex-wife is there and it's mm -hmm. like a little bit gay but that was as close as i had seen until like willow and tara so we had a lot of this where it was like queer coding right and we still have that now but especially back then it was like we gotta wherever we can pull to find it we were pulling right well, that's where that's what we needed right we would take a piece of media and we would see we would have to read between the lines and, and attribute our own sort of whatever project our own sort of whatever onto it right even a murderous couple like billions do you know they're very cute very murderous. Yeah. Um, Nick, answer that question that you asked about when when was your first moment in the movie? Oh, <laughs> so what did they ask? <laughs> um, probably the the video store scene. Because mm. there's just I don't know. There was just something about I remember like what not the first time because I saw that opening yeah. weekend, but like I remember them being so close to one another, their face, and I was just like, straight people don't do that. Yeah. That was Wait. that was the I mean, and then and then I was like, I'm a little bit aroused in this moment. So I feel like <laughs> I don't know, like it's something just clicked for me. But it was definitely the the video store sequence and uh, the comments from Randy about how you're such a little lap dog. And there's I mean, there's the peer pressure motivation, but it's like it's very like thinly veiled. And I just I was just like, yeah, Stu, mm -hmm. I don't know about Billy. I mean, Billy is probably gay, but I feel like Billy is is also he gives me like a whole as a whole. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stu is like Stu. We see. I see do anything. Yeah, right. it's just yeah. it's just more obvious with Stu. The um the final scene I think is just so brilliant in just letting it all out. Right, like Stu is Stu's. He's he's already flamboyant throughout the entire movie. Right, he's he's got um, Matthew Lillard. It's just so great at playing him, but it really does come to a full head at the at the very end, and he gets you know he it's. Without saying it, it's almost like his coming out party, right? Stu is ecstatic in that mm -hmm. scene. He's finally like, I get to be who I am. But yes. then there's that really great moment when Billy goes, oh, do you want an actual motive? And like they cut to Stu as he's hearing all of this stuff about his mom for the first time, about Billy's mom the first time. And his heart, like he just looks heartbroken. Mm -hmm for Billy, but also there's like, there's a sort of like sadness where he's like, oh, this guy that I love is like, was doing this for her, for yeah. Sydney, not, yeah. it wasn't, it was never our thing. And it's like, it's really sad. But you'll convince yourself it was your, th you, have y'all no, been in a relationship? that was in not, the not script a, notes, not, okay? I looked it up. Is it, <laughs> is it really? No, no, no. no. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I am very much in my OC, Ryan and Seth, our together bag right now with like <laughs> this sort of like talk I support like it. thank I support you yes that. this revisionist history but like it's like he is heartbroken yes. and matthew lord plays that like just that shot like you can uh like as an editor it's like that's what you look for and you're like oh like this has to go it's yeah it's brilliant all the editing anyway. notes are just like choose the gay one yeah. Gay shot. No, I bet Wes was like, "Can we make this any straighter?" Like, what? Like, <laughs> he's flicking Randy's earlobe in this video store. It's like, well, he's licking him in the other take. Okay, fine. Wes keep already the had to in. sit through Nightmare Two. He's like, "We're not doing this again." <laughs> no. 
For me, it's the shot in the kitchen right before he stabs Stu for the first mm. time. Like the head's tilted down a little bit. He's got a little bit of a grin and he just likes having that control over him. And yeah. like, that's totally them like, sex. getting They're off. Fucking, yeah. You know, oh, that's, yeah. that's penetrating. And then uh, Billy goes in too far, you know, goes in too deep. <laughs> I'm bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it, yeah. It's not unlike Michael and Corey in Halloween Ends. Oh. My favorite. No, they're not having sex. And I say I that without irony. I love Halloween. No, I'll get anti-gay real fast. Yeah, Nick's a good guy. All right. All, right. All right, I love Halloween right. ends, but I do not like Michael and Corey being oh. a thing. I don't like. Why are you so? I cannot stand it. The sewer sequence where he's hold. Oh my god, it's the terrible. It's so gay. It's gay. So absolutely not. This is Corey was totally coming. in We're not even talking about that. Yeah, no. All of these characters just have their own sort of like way that we can connect, right? Like, so Stu is the 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 repressed one who has his coming out party at the end, but Gail has always been out and proud already, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. which is a big reason we we love her so much, and that you know ties to the Cordelia character type. Same thing, out and proud, you know. Which I literally brought up with Charisma Carpenter when we did an Insta Live. I was like, you know, like, have you watched Scream? And she was like, yeah, why? I was like, because Gail and Cordelia are very much the type of characters gay men gravitate towards. And then she said something like, oh, I hadn't thought about Gail in that way. And I was like, yeah, they're like the same vein. She's like, I don't think about Scream. What are you talking (laughs) about? Actually, I didn't watch it. I wasn't in that. (laughs) It's because like, like, what, like, Gail is an outward bitch, but she gets away with it which is something that the gays want to be able to do. Yes. Whereas then you have like the, the other side of the coin, how we relate to Sydney, because Sydney just like, she doesn't want the attention. She doesn't yeah. want people yeah. looking at her. She just wants to go on and live a normal life. So I feel like there's, you know, both sides of the coin, like, like myself, like I just want to be left alone and just sit in my apartment and edit my videos. But at the same time, then I you know, hit record and then I'm being a bitch and I'm <laughs> talking shit about like Dylan Minnette's hairstyle and Scream 5 and stuff like that and then I'm like I don't understand why people are getting mad at me in the comments <laughs> I just want to get away with what I'm saying so that's why I feel like those both aspirational just... both aspirational right and Sydney also you know yes. she is she is the 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 fight her fight has has actual stages you know she's not just final girl survives her fight ends up back at stage one final girl yeah. final fight back at stage one her from movie to movie she has different stages she is going from you know her her initial fight she goes into the second movie which would be what would the second movie be for her it would be she is trying to put something in the past but she hasn't addressed it yet right so it's like still before her she has to go through that um she doesn't want to deal with her queerness that's the whole that's the whole that's the whole first trilogy you know and then we when we finally start getting her back she has started processing all of this um, through four and into five when she just, like, Ian loves this moment. All, uh, he talks about it all the time. It's, it's she hangs up on her trauma. She is just the aspirational fight of where you would like to end up, you know? Yeah. Well, and there's also that moment in four that I remember talking about before five came out that, like, she runs into the house when mm. I. Is it Liv? Liv? Olivia? Right? The girl that Olivia. gets, like, her guts, like, pulled yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Like, Sydney runs into that house to fight Ghostface. Like she's yeah. not like like I mean she's scared the way Sydney can still get scared but like goes into it, but she just like doesn't think and goes right into that house, right? And right. she 
kicks fucking Ghostface in the face. Like, I think that's an awesome moment. Yeah. And also, like, showing the difference between how far she's come in one, where she is running away because she is scared, Mm -hmm. and four, where it's like, I'm scared, but I want to beat up this motherfucker because I want him dead. Like, I don't want this to go on. I just want to end it. And that's, like, her vibe in four and five, which I love. And, like, that's that is aspirational, Zach. You're right. It's like, that's what we as like queer people would want to be like to be able to be like oh this person called me a faggot i'm gonna kick him right in the fucking head whatever yeah. like right, that's... But it's like it's very different for, for, for well for a lot of other, i'm not gonna speak for every gay person but like at least for me being in high school very badly bullied i didn't want to be seen i just wanted to go to my classes and go home whereas now not that i'm like running into like homophobic people's houses you know trying to kick ass but (laughs) now i have a strength where if i hear something like that i will speak up right right so i i I don't know like her entire journey just feels like a gay man's journey to me well and a lot of that does come with even you know gay men aside like that just also comes with age right it's like we right most of us will stand up for ourselves as we get older and realize like you know the things you were too embarrassed to talk about or speak up about or you know you know not while people were laughing at you you know you kind of laugh along with them because you don't want to be that the butt of the joke you'd rather be inside the joke you know we let that go as we get older, and as we see Sydney get older, she's doing all of that same sort of thing. Horror in general. <laughs> so, like, Buffy and Scream both. There's a reason we go back to this, right? And I do think that, like, it also, like, a reason, like, gays do like superheroes. Nick, I know you like superhero shit the way I do. Like, right? It's like there's a queerness to, like, having a, like, whether you can be yourself with your powers and like when you have to like pretend and like keep them in check and not show people like what those powers are. And like Jada Spenson, when I had her on Slayerfest, she talked about how she felt Buffy was queer before there was Willow and Tara. And I agreed with her because Buffy mm-hmm. has this big coming out scene in Becoming with her mom and her mom kicks her out. And I do think that like Final Girls are kind of the same way, like gays relating to Final Girls is the way gays relate to superheroes, right? It's like right. kind of like, you know, Sydney just wants to be left alone, but she has this terrible fucking drama that's like connected to her family, connected to her life. She misidentified the murderer of her mother. And like, I do feel like in general, that's why gays do like horror because we can relate to that part. And like, they're underestimated, but they still fight. And like, they're underestimated, but they still like make it. Um, And like, you know, uh, I feel like Sydney Prescott is more of your typical final girl, but like in real life, that's not the person you would think that would make it. The more quieter like wants to be alone, like whatever one. Gail in real life feels like the one that would be the one to kick your ass if you're trying to murder her. Um, And I do think that gays can relate to that just in general, in horror. So like adding a queer, adding in a gay writer who's like purposely being like, this is going to be a little queer. Like it's going to automatically draw in more gay people. Sydney's especially queer though. I mean, obviously, I mean, I don't know if she's actually queer, but like, I just think uh, what if you compare her to somebody like Laurie Strode, I think with Sydney, it's constantly having people come at you that you don't want to come at you. And it's always random. Well, not you know, random people. It's, it's it's not, you know, her brother or or something like that. Like it's it's always random people. And she constantly has to overcome this. And she just wants to be left alone. She just wants to live. But it's something that she can't escape. Yeah. Mm. Yes like your sexuality like that's that's a part of who you are and and i and i like that like it's it's she's got this level of acceptance to her as she gets older Mm -hmm. which 
a lot of us have, not everybody, but, and, and I feel like even, even as an adult, like we're, we're able to identify with her when she shows up at five, like she looks snatched, mm-hmm. but she's been through it before. She knows exactly what to do. And she's easier to able to be a mentor, right? Like I know she wasn't doing a whole lot of mentoring in five, but there were moments of mentorship. Whatever yeah. That word she, be, you know? Sam, um, you, yeah. Sam, you're going to be all right eventually. You'll, you'll, you'll be you'll all right eventually. I've been eventually. through this a lot, you know, and she does try to take her under her wing a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, um, you know, not everybody's going to live the same exact experience, right? But she represents the aspirational experience of, like, being able to overcome your trauma and then – she just keeps getting brought back in. But that, <laughs> that's not, that's, that's not her fault. That's not her fault. Would, but, would you, you know. say, you say then, trauma one more time? I'm going to call you Jamie Lee. <laughs> In five, is she like the sort of happy, queer, older person that the new generation needs? Yeah, like she Sam is and what Tara they need. Yes. Look up to Gail and Sydney, and they're like, wow, like we could be like that one day. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Gail's still getting chased by Ghostface. So there's also something I want to talk about that I do think this draws in queer fans and gay fans in general is the fact that like this horror series specifically has always had the same final girls. Like we're, they're not killing them. They're not giving them 10 timelines. They're not like changing their characters. They're there and we get their story. So it's like, we progress with them. We progress with their drama, right? We get yeah. we get the drama of Gail and Sydney, and by five, they are fine. There's not really a drama to them, but like we, there's something we gravitate towards with that, right? It's like an ongoing story where we they are squarely at the forefront of the series until five they they are the faces right they are the main Mm -hmm. characters they are the focus so there's something to be said with like these like gorgeous women who are able to overcome this time and time again and consistently are there and like kind of there for each other right because they're surviving together even in one and two when they don't really like each other they are still surviving together, right? If Sydney and all of the killers are the gay person and the bullies and and the homophobic people, then Sydney and Gail to me are the example of overcoming the difference of opinions and learning to coexist with the people who may not understand you. Because mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, like even in five, like I, I highly doubt <laughs> that Sydney Prescott and Gail Weathers like each other. They went to Waffle House They've after learned. that, and then Sydney got on a plane, and they were having no. I think I, I. She say... was like, "You write another book, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you say to me right now. If you write another book, <laughs> I, I do think they are like they like each other. I think they're fine. Like, like I think Sydney, it's like by osmosis, just like being with her so often. Sydney's like, all right. Like I don't think Sydney would have it in her to be like, no, I fucking hate that bitch. Like I feel like Sydney would be like, yeah, we're friends. I mean, I guess if we're going with the analogy that like they're too people that uh have a similar experience right that Mm -hmm. maybe don't like one another but like they have each other's backs it reminds me of like there are a lot of gay people i don't like yeah but like every time there's a protest it's like i am happy to see like i'm like good i'm glad that fuck showed up like you know (laughs) um, yeah you know what i mean where it's like it's like they they are bonded but they're not they, they they understand one another they know each other but it's like and that's all it has to I, be. I think, that's, I think that's a really good analogy, Mike. Yeah, they're bonded oh, by a similar circumstance, but really, like, had this yeah. circumstance not happened, they never would have crossed paths. They never would have known each other. Right. They like, and and that's honestly probably how the universe would have wanted it. You know, is yeah. like, there's no reason for them to be in each other's lives. 
you know, of course, like Gail's my favorite, Sydney's my favorite, but like I feel mm. like gays can relate to both, both like different women, right? Both yeah. are like underestimated. Gail is like, I, I mean, I've said this a zillion times, but in a lesser written horror movie, Gail absolutely would have died in that first mm -hmm. movie. She would have been punished for being ambitious, for being yep. kind of shitty, and like she absolutely would have died. But like she's allowed to be domineering and annoyed with the people around her. Yeah. And also she's fucking right. I go back to that so often that she is right from the and Sydney's wrong. And gays are always right. And like, well, no, I'm just saying, like, she's not the type of character. She absolutely would have been painted as wrong, mm -hmm. completely coming from the wrong, like, whatever. But she's allowed to be an asshole and also be right, which I yeah. really like. Um, right. Because, like, you know, in horror in general, usually it's like the bad people are being killed and she would have been fallen under that umbrella of, like, the bad people, right? Like, the way she right. is in one. But she's allowed to be that. And she's also allowed to be, like, hyper-feminine. Like, she has these, like, like you know, her lime green outfit in her first scene that is camp and that is wonderful and I love it. Like that's my favorite Gale outfit. I, I mean, wish she was my, in it the whole movie. <laughs> my favorite too. I like. I went as her for Halloween. Did drag for the very first time. Got a wig custom made. I've got the microphone that I made. Mike's back drag there. was great. And the green. The like. It's so ghoulish to introduce one of your main characters in this like neon green. <laughs> Like, it's just psychotic. And like, you look at it and you're like, what were we doing in the nineties? Like, and, but like, it's it's just so, now I look at it like so lovingly. I'm like, yes, bitch, like, oh, it's so fierce. And then you found out it was Versace, which I was like, that's even cooler. Like, yeah. <laughs> cause you know, Gail couldn't afford that. Like Gail, Gail Scream One couldn't afford that, right? That's she true, had, yeah. She probably like, yeah, and and then like she just grows over the course of the franchise. I also like, um, I mean, besides Sydney and Gail, there are so many women across the franchise mm -hmm. that you just care about in a way that like I don't think you care about other characters in horror movies, like side characters. Yes, the way the Scream franchise just really nails it every single time. You're like. Oh, why did she have to? Why did Sarah Michelle Gellar have to die? Parker Posey, like, yeah. I, I, like Jen, Jennifer Jolie is just like, like, oh, how many oh. people have survived a a stomach stabbing? Right, Jennifer Jolie is fine. Get, up. I think she's You're alive okay. too. You want to? Okay, you want to? All right, so like, here's where I become the stew microwave head. <laughs> I'm like, Jennifer Jolie is still alive, and if she doesn't take off the ghost face mask in six, I. Well, I, I won't ask for a refund, but I, I'll be a little, I'll, I'll be a little sad. You know who I, would capitalize uh, off of a fucking book deal would be Jennifer Jolie. Well, she oh. would go after Gail too. Like, it, yeah. like she's like, I don't care about Sydney. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna not, if you unfortunately can't have Nev Campbell right in the movie, but but Sydney's still alive in the world. It's like, why, you know? I, so I think. Right. I, now we're getting on a different subject. Sorry, yes. sorry. Back to being gay and talking about Scream. So everybody, this is just what what film and, and TV does for us. Everybody will see themselves in a role in a movie, in the you know project their own identities onto whatever it is, gay, straight, whatever. Um, but queer people do it in a very specific way that we can we all understand. It's just like an unspoken sort of thing. And you, and you're right. These th this franchise gives us a plethora of those characters. Um, and I think I'm trying to think through all of them really fast right now because we do have billions to at the be at the very front of all of this, but throughout the rest of it, you know, all of the male characters kind of we don't get that Billy Stew energy again, you know, we don't get that no. queer coding, we don't get that 
I, I don't know if I have projected at all onto any of the other male characters throughout the movies, possibly, but it's not, I'm trying to really think about it, but it's, it's always the women, you know? I, yeah. I would, I mean, this might be like, I don't know, whatever I'm trying. I can't think of after Randy's death until, um, Dewey's death, but like, that's different. He's not mm -hmm. a new character. Right. I feel like Chad is maybe the only other man who was just yes. introduced in the movie that I was like, no, I don't want him to like, he was like maybe the only man that's introduced in his movie and you know, dies, but I'll doesn't say die. that though, that's projecting. I can project onto him and maybe not his identity, but him being the kind of gay friendly one who would, yes. I mean, call I respectfully, and, I respectfully you know. want to project on. Mason. Oh, uh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> let's, let's yeah. just put that out there. Mason. Um, but no, right. Yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think he's, he's, the guy that would be cool with all the gay guys like yes. he's like would be like chill and whatever well i think that also goes to like the really dewey is the guy for a bulk of the franchise yes. and he is so in love with gail that like that's and that's also why i think we really gravitate towards it it's like there's a romance element to scream that like doesn't exist in other horror movies and it's like you know you can take it or leave it but it's like you it's the reason you root for all these characters so much is because you want Gail and Dewey to make it work. And then I just watched four last night and I was like, Oh, they're married. And then I'm like, Oh man. And five, I have five to watch tonight. And I'm like, and we know how that ends. Like, it's just so sad. Um, which it's like, I don't, I can't like, I mean, Laurie Strode's timeline is all over the place, right? Like Friday the 13th doesn't really have anybody outside of Tommy that like, you sort of are always and he, he's played by a different actor in every movie, isn't he? Yeah. So okay. it's like, so it's, it's like, it, you know, and like, okay, fine. That that might be unfair to compare, right? It's apple to oranges, but like it's, it stands alone, this franchise mm -hmm. in, I, that, in that regard. And I think on what you said, like, there's something to be said for the fact that, like you said, you can take or leave that romance. It's mm -hmm. not like, they're not like beating you over the head with it. Cause I fucking right. hate a like shoehorned in weird romance plot that like stops a thing dead. Yeah. And it never does, right? It's like part of the moving plot where it's like, they're kind of talking about it, but it's not like a huge focus. To to bring it back to the, to, to, to land the plane in the gay territory, it's like <laughs> Randy gets killed in two, right? And like Gail and Dewey go off to like investigate and like they get horny and start like, a, they, a, they're about to have sex in public. Like, and that's like this, boy just died this young man Murdered. just died that you knew from high you know it's like you're like yes now's the time like it's like of course gays like that's that's how you that's how you bring it back we're like yeah that makes sense Only the that's gays. right <laughs> i think like, um, wow that was sad but let's fuck. yeah oh poor randy anyway they blessed all right that's yeah. fun. I, just, I, I didn't care about randy's death all that much i have to say it i just it didn't hit I, for think me. I didn't either yeah. i think there's a little i think there's a little bit of revision a little bit of revisionist history with randy because unfortunately jamie kennedy is a little problematic and like people have kind of walked that back he you can put like the sort of xander type on him where he is like a nice guy and like he's but like i don't think he does it to sydney in a way like i think there's only one scene where he's like flirting with her and one like mm -hmm. it's like it's that like cutaway where they're like talking about the the vhs's that all the movies jamie lee's in and like but like other than that he's only talking i don't to read about it like i don't i don't think he's characters okay. Some some people do so, uh, yeah. like in the in well, this wonderful like fandom. Where to him of... less, 
Oh, I see. I really like Randy because as a little gay bee, well, an older gay bee than you were when they came out. Um, <laughs> I very much it was like, I'm the one that has the movie facts. I read Entertainment Weekly like it was right. a fucking Bible. Every week I would buy yep. that magazine. My family got a subscription to Entertainment Weekly. Like that was like I was just reading about every single TV show movie, even if I wasn't interested, because like that was my escapism and mm -hmm. like that in comic books. So yeah. like I was definitely like I liked him in that aspect where it was like, oh, I'm the one that doesn't have a love interest because I'm a faggot. And like, I'm the one that just like, I can like have cute movie quotes and movie facts. And like, that's the end of that. Um, so I feel like that's why I related him. Also, he kind of looks, he looks like a lesser man, Seth Green, and I have a huge crush on Seth Green. So it's oh, like, well, there you go. A little bit of a crush. Right. A direct video Kmart version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Seth> yes. <laughs> Only available at Kmart. I think back then they looked more like, I don't think they do anymore, but I think back then they both were like the short kind of like alt looking dude. Jamie Kennedy is tall. We've been through this. Oh, he's we like have. Six foot. We? Yeah. He's right. at least six foot. <laughs> I um, always thought he was short. I think he, he looks short tall. next to them. No, I think he looks tall. I don't know. When Stu and Billy are like at him, he's like lower than them. I don't know. I don't know about that. Kirby is my favorite version of the Randy. Sort yes. Of character oh, yeah. That they've put in there, right? This is the one that I look at her outfit. I'm like, yes, love the outfit, love the hair, um, love her her attitude, and this is this is the version of Kurt, of of Randy that I want to see. You know, um, I yeah, wish I mean, she would have yes. gotten a little bit more of a chase in four. Yeah, yeah but um, maybe okay. But then sure. she gets that moment right before yeah. she does get stabbed that nobody will ever shut up about. I do feel like Kirby's very queer coded. And, but also even if like you're not reading her as queer, she's absolutely the character queer people gravitate towards, right? Yeah. Like, even if you're like, no, she's a hundred percent straight. It's like, okay, but I'm, she's still like the cool girl that like queer girls would crush on and queer boys would want to be best friends with. Right. Yes. I don't know. Like, I feel like with the gays, like it's weird that they didn't, I mean, granted I have my issues with four, but it's weird to me that they did not like four as much, especially like compared, because everybody used to shit on three. Yeah. I mean, they still do. They but still like do. Now yeah. that's sort of getting a little bit more of a reappraisal lately. And I don't know, like four to me is very gay. It's probably the gayest one since the original, in my opinion. Like, hmm. honestly, I'm still shocked that when we first see Kirby, that she wasn't driving a U-Haul truck. <laughs> so just, she's just very, very gay to me. Like, she I, I feel like she... Yes, <laughs> exactly. The gays can't right. drive. Gays can't drive. But yeah, I don't know. Four. Is, well, there's is also very something cool. about like I mean, Charlie is a little like androgynous too, and like he's got the longer hair, so it's like yeah. you could read into that a little bit too. Of like, oh, like she's into Charlie because he kind of looks a little feminine. Um, and there's the homage to the first season of Drag Race with the filter. As we right. Oh my God. Do you know, I like, <laughs> I, yeah, it's one of my, like, it's we so hard to watch. We just reacted to the trailers for. Uh, I was the, shocked. There is no filter in that trailer. There's, yes. Yeah, I wanted to tell Mike that. Added in post. <laughs> because we watch a trailer and it's so obvious it's not there. And it's so weird. Okay. Because I was, yeah. I was shocked. I was like, who shot this? I was like, it couldn't have been. And I was like, it's the same DP from two and three. I was like, oh, what? Really? Like, just trying yeah. something new. Sometimes we it's do the that. exact. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> like that, the coffee shop scene when Gail comes to Sydney's book signing 
and it's the like light behind her is insane. The, yeah, the blowout behind her. I'm like, sorry, I don't know what the fuck's going on in Woodsboro. Who cares about those teens that just got murdered? Because like, you guys need to check the air it quality. It looks like, like my contact is going flipping. On. You have to like check it. You know, check yeah. your vibe. Make sure there's oh no my gunk. God, in yeah. It's, uh, that's I do That's can be. That's queer. Yeah. I do think the filter is yeah, after filter. that. I think it's only it's like gets not as bad, but like that is the worst. Mm. I think. Speaking of iconic women in the Scream series, the two women in the bathroom of Scream One talking so much shit about Sydney's <laughs> bubble slut butt mother, <laughs> and yeah, with her bubble butt boyfriend, like <laughs> ah, like you. It's just like it's why we keep coming back to it. It's just like there's so many. There's so many different flavors in this universe that like really is in a genre that like has always just been relegated to like, oh, that's that's trash. Like nobody, nobody. Yeah. Care. Those are those are shitty movies. And it's like here's this wealth of characters. All I feel like they cast women who are like beloved, like Carrie fucking Fisher has a cameo in three. Right. Like it's great. Sarah Michelle it's so Geller, great. Like all of these actors, it's like it's. I don't think it's on purpose, but it feels like it is. The right? it feels a big like thing like... we should have started this whole thing with. We should have started I mean, that at the Jada, top. Jada, Jada Pinka is yes. the opening of two. Is like they get like iconic, iconic. woman after yeah. iconic woman. Like Je Jenna Ortega's the moment. Um, I, uh, I I'm blanking uh, on Mindy's name. Uh, what's her? What's the actress? Jasmine, Jasmine Savoy Brown. Brown. Yes. Uh, I mean, like she's also great on Yellow Jackets, and she's having a moment. I'd be, you know, we haven't even talked about Mindy. Rebecca Gayhart. Yeah, Rebecca oh. Gayhart. Portia de Rossi. Portia de Rossi. Portia de Rossi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Portia de Rossi. She is a lesbian. That's going to be our, our table. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, I this I always forget. And I meant to look this up the other day. Rebecca Gayhart and Portia de Rossi, were they like remotely known when they were cast in two? Or was there not, were they not known? Yet? Yeah. I, I think, think she was the Noxima girl at that point already. Rebecca Gayhart. Gayhart. Yeah, I feel like she didn't. She have something on the WB at the time. Um, it feels like she she would have. And then Portia was on Ally McBeal at the time. I think. Oh, you're right. She was. I um, always forget that she started in Ally McBeal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they they were. And then very quickly after that, Rebecca Gayhart was in Urban Legend. You know, like a cameo from Carrie Fisher is like feels like a fucking wink at the gay audience, right? Like, mm -hmm. I. That's and it's such a bananas. Like I think Carrie Fisher's cameo is the most unhinged cameo of the franchise mm -hmm. because she's playing a woman who looks like Carrie Fisher. It's like a wink, right? It just has to be. It has to be on purpose, stupid, silly camp. I mean, it's definitely not as unhinged as Jay and Silent Bob, but um, <laughs> yeah, like I, I love, I love that that scene's so great. Uh, she, you know, she and she's good at it, yeah. Yeah, she makes fun of the fact that, like, you know, she could have slept with uh, George Lucas and, you know, uh, it's That's Judy Jurgensen. Pop you know. culture, you know, gossip and rumors that, just to say, you know, the, the straight audience probably hasn't picked up all on, you know? Yeah. Um, right. That is yeah. a wink. Right. It has to be. Yeah. And, yeah. and she's not a cameo, but Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> like, it's for the gays. It's gay. Exactly. But I also feel like David Arquette is because if you think about it like other than billy and sue there's not like the, the the characters that most people are drawn to are usually the female characters well like the queer community mm -hmm. except dewey dewey mm -hmm. seems to be the exception and i feel like it's because dewey isn't 
super hyper masculine. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's somewhere in the middle. And like for me, like I always loved Dewey. I thought Dewey should have died in two, but I've always loved Dewey because Dewey was, I don't know, he was just soft and wholesome. And I and I liked that energy. It was like somewhere between Gale and Sydney. Mm-hmm. Well, he was soft boy, right? He was soft yeah. boy and in the way that he was styled, um, it like called back to some gay imagery, right? Like the mustache is very gay. Um, mm-hmm. It just the way they kind of put him in a cop outfit feels a little gay. Almost the way like straight women, when they love being around gay men, it's like non-threatening. He would be the straight non-threatening guy. Exactly. Us, right. Like mm-hmm. he would be like, I mean, he wouldn't be like the guy that's flirting with gay guys, but he would be like, fine. Right. Like he would be like, yeah, I'll go to a gay bar. Sure. Like me and Gail will go and meet you. Um, right. And he would probably just be kind of quiet, but be nice. Um, and that's like a like safe space of like straight men for us. Right. Um, well, I mean, I think Wes, right, with his yeah. hair, like you brought it up earlier, uh, Nick, the Dylan Minutes uh, bleach job. It's like, uh, what, what's that Jack, Jack Donaghy quote? Like that hair is a little bisexual or something like that. Uh, <laughs> We've came yeah, in it, right at the right at the end of a crisis moment, right? He's oh, got his hair. He's he's. <laughs> and then can we talk about it looks good on him, though? <laughs> OK, but oh, OK. Yeah, it, I, I agree. I think it does look good on him. Can we also talk about the fan service, though, of putting him in the shower like yeah. it was like we won like i was like yes like ah. so like we know it's mostly gays here yeah. so the guy's gonna be naked in the shower. and I that is like, a good body great. like Jesus yeah Christ. he looks great well and like i mean um uh, this is an answer i don't think derek reads as queer but then like derek's like hung up on that cross star thing right all shirtless mm-hmm. and in in the end of two so it's like we've got and and then obviously i think mason gooding is just the hottest guy in the screen franchise like he it, it yeah uh we get speechless <laughs> we get we we really yeah it's like we get these strong female characters and then hot guys <laughs> like it's perfect it's perfect and scares um i'd be remiss if we didn't bring up casey becker because the other gay thing i think about the franchise is the wigs like casey's <laughs> wig is iconic uh gail's Awful bangs in three. I still kind of like them. I know they're. I know they look bad. Okay, great. Nick, Nick and I are on the same page. When you were talking the about like your favorite you outfit, take it out. I was yeah, like, if you take them out, it's not three. the same. Scream three when she walks into the studio and she's got the the yellow outfit yellow. on. <laughs> it wasn't even up until like maybe maybe like five six years ago that I was like, oh, people don't like her bangs. Uh, I, um, I I mean I don't like Gail's. I feel like I just love Gail, so it's like oh whatever. This was her bangs yeah, phase. Yeah. Is how I look at it. Like yeah. I'm not like. The red streaks in two, where like her and Sydney are both okay. like we I got do... a, we went to the same hairdresser and but we're enemies still. Like I think that's insane that they got the exact same haircut. Like I, I like think about that sometimes. I'm like that's so weird that the two leads who were not matching ever again or ever before yeah. have the exact same hairstyle. Yeah. Like. It's yeah. And um, I was reading something that I wasn't sure if it meant that it was planned, but I read that like the actresses had just happened to get the same haircut. It was very of the times, which doesn't surprise. Yeah, like it It never um, bothered me when I, I remember like when the stills came out in the trailers for that, I was like, yeah, that that seems like they would. They're just like <laughs> of the moment right now. Um, You're talking about for, for two? two? Yeah, yeah for, for two. two, yeah. Like both of them having sort both of, of similar like hair. A, yeah. I wasn't bumped by it is what I'm saying. Like I was like, yeah, that looks, yeah, everybody has that hair now, except yeah, for Sarah like, Michelle Gellar. 
five is the one that if you actually look at all the the females hair like it's all basically the exact same hairstyle yeah Yeah. it's true yeah well we've lost a little bit of that we have lost a little bit of the so we're so obsessed with buffy right because uh the the i mean a bunch of different reasons but one big one is everybody remembers the fashion remembers the hairstyles remembers all of these little like looks that they gave us right and scream does that a lot but i feel like the last like the last one didn't give us looks as much as the rest of them have I agree. I, I will defend because I think that's my favorite Sydney look ever. Really? Her look in five. Yeah. She looks fucking hot in those tight skinny of jeans. Of course. She looks fantastic. And the, the red leather jacket. Ooh. I yes. think she, and her hair looks fucking fantastic. Amazing. Nev Campbell is gorgeous, right? Yeah. But like, does it stand out to me? I, I don't think I, it does. I, I agree with Ian on Sydney's look in five. Five and three, I think, are the best. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm thinking of that that brown jacket with the green hoodie yeah. underneath and yeah. the, the the Greek letters, like the, the final the final sequence outfit. Um, like those are probably my two favorite Sydneys. I don't like how Gail looks in five. Um, I'm excited for I'm excited to see more from six because purple is my favorite color and she's wearing that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I feel like the fact that we're off topic just discussing hair right now is like this okay. answers the well, prompt. I've, I've why yes. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> because yeah. this is what it's providing. I've got the edit going in my head. Yes, this is going to be very much part of it. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's just like we, we look, we, we pay attention to looks. You know? uh, we'd be silly to not bring this up, Zach, because mm. we interviewed the costume designer for Scream, right? She is the costume designer from Buffy. It is wild that those were yeah. her two jobs. She stopped doing costuming. She like peaked, was like, I did the best. Fuck everyone. <laughs> You're never going to match me because like we talk about the outfits in both those things a lot, right? Like right. Buffy, we're always talking about the outfits and in Scream, we're always talking about the outfits and it's wild that both of them had the same person. I mean, yeah. she only worked on Scream 1, but still like those outfits are very iconic and like Zach and I had like, you know, Zach and I aren't both like big on fashion, but like we both loved listening to her talk about how she styled them and like what she was picturing like Sydney had to be more plain because they wanted it to be like Sydney could possibly be a suspect and like not stand out. Hmm. And like Gail was standing out and that's why she put Gail in the green. And like, right. I don't know. I find that shit really interesting. I love Tara. Well, and even like her, like she's styled more like toned down. She's, I would say she's styled more in the like vein of Casey Becker, right? Just like a plain Mm -hmm. sweater jeans. That's it. Like nothing wild to make her more like, and I don't mean because she's, of course, gorgeous, but I mean, like, to make her more relatable, like, more everyday person. She's not, like, dressed extravagantly. But this franchise still does something in a way that um, with, with the people who are supposed to be a little bit more muted and a little bit supposed to be the more of the everyday person, right? In the, in the, in the, just the under eye makeup running or, you know, where her yeah. wounds are. The wounds are just as much a, a shirt as, you know, the actual shirt that they have on, right? We remember right these final girl wounds yeah. one thing that i've noticed like like before five came out i was watching every known reaction to the rest of the series and i'm doing the same thing now for all the people that haven't seen five and what i have noticed is the girls and the gays love roger l jackson's voice they always mm. point out how sexy the voice is and mm. i think that that is a factor as well yes oh it's a very gay thing. Listen, okay. Um, hearing somebody, and <laughs> it goes back to like seeing, you know, Craigslist ads or like Grinder or all of those things. It is just the voice on the phone. You don't see him. It's it's almost like the headless torso, right? It's it's. <laughs> yes. You understand what I'm saying, don't you? Yeah. Um, Anon Dio. Yep. And, um, yeah. 
That's exactly Hands up. That, that voice does nothing for in me. In a nutshell. That's <laughs> really? Really? I mean, I do think he's a fantastic voice actor. Like yeah. he, I, yeah. There's I think one that... moment where he his just hit where he says yeah like really elongated and mm -hmm. i think that it's just like so sexy well i will say though it's like fun camp the the name thing is like a little much i do think the names are a little much sure. i love that gail hailstorm <laughs> <laughs> do you ever sometimes stop and think wow that is such a stupid name like sometimes when i'm typing it i'm like it's wild that this name is still like and it's like a clear camp name but it's like uh. now it's so like oh, i don't even think about I mean, I think the first time I saw it, I was like, Gail Weathers. But like now I'm like, right. Know, that's what I mean. Like now like, it's it's perfect. It's that's perfect. Gail. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they don't really have a lot of like weird names because you had Gail Weathers. You had Cotton Weary. Yeah, <laughs> the cotton. <laughs> well, I like we have, though. I, I feel Dewey like Riley they were a little weird. I thought that Dewey was weird. Is weird yeah. um, All the names in three are like Mad Libs of famous right. actors which, which I, is I also love absolutely camp like yeah what is it angelina what's her last angelina, name? angelina tyler tyler uh -huh. and jennifer, jennifer jolie. jolie um i don't know and who the guys sarah are. darling which sarah is darling. she's dressed like sarah michelle Gell like she's like styled in the same colors as right. sarah michelle Gellar. i also remember in the original script for scream 3 the opening it before it was cotton it was ben damon <laughs> Wait, really? That's yeah, funny. and he gets killed underneath the Hollywood uh, the Hollywood sign. I do like like how technically, I mean, it was Roman on the phone. Like he thinks it's a girl, but he is fully flirting with a man on the right. phone. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we have reached the end of this here episode. Nick, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube. I have a reaction channel. It is Nick Says Boo. And you could also check me out on Patreon, Twitter, and Instagram. Also at Nick Says Boo. All right. What about you, Mike? Uh, you can find me at Michael Ryan P on all socials. And then you can check out my website, MikePattersonEdits.com. Um, got a cool queer horror slasher short that I just uh, finished editing that should be out later this year that... Uh, is very very close to our favorite slasher Ooh. so keep, keep an eye out for that already excited for that one okay well one final question then which of the uh, survivors from five is the first to die chad damn you are really putting that out into the universe leave him alone i, I, I love him, him. <laughs> i uh, i think Mm. <laughs> I here's the other thing about this franchise. I love all these characters so much that I I'm like, no, none of the new ones can die. None of the the, the survivors can die. Um, I have to say, just based off of the one trailer I've seen, uh, I think Mindy. Really? Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I think both the twins are gonna die, but I think Chad will be. Oh, I can't. Nick? I'm gonna say either Chad or Tara. I, I have a feeling that they're going to kill off Jenna Ortega. Mm. Mm. Kind of get that feeling. I don't I, like it. No, <laughs> I don't. But I think that they're going to do it. I really, in my brain, I think it'll be the Kirby, Gail, uh, Sam, and Tara is the last one standing by the end. I I, so. I, oh, I forgot about Kirby. I have a feeling Kirby is going to die. You think so? I I feel yeah. like I've had so like I, I tell that I've talked to a lot of like author friends just to like get what they like from their writer brain. And like almost all of them, and like Kirby has to live because they don't know if they'll get Sydney back. So like yeah. they think that like Kirby's either Ghostface or going to live because they don't know if they'll get Sydney back. So it's like you gotta have a little bit more legacy going into the final one. 
while I feel like I'm pretty sure they will get Sid, like Sidney's character back in the next movie, you know, there is a chance that they wouldn't. So I do mm. feel like that makes sense that they'd be like, eh, we need her to live just in case. And then we can kill her in the next one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, <sighs> uh, it's crazy because by the time this comes out, it's like, it's either, it's either the, the day of Scream 6 or it's, you know, tomorrow. Zach and I will be seeing it together. It's wild, man. Uh, do you think we're getting Scream 7 next year? Or do you think it's going to, do you think they're going to give us a gap year? I think I think we'll get it next year. You think? Because <sighs> I think I think six is going to do buku money at the box office. So I think they're going to give us seven, and that'll round out the trilogy. And then we probably so each won't of us get another have to one. At least see it three times. Okay. I already, give them our I already have dollars. Yeah, I already have plans to see it three times. Are you kidding, um, Zach? I was going to ask you if you wanted to see it again Saturday night. <laughs> absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, let us know all your thoughts. What is what is some of the gayest stuff you love about the Scream franchise? And we will uh, talk to you next time. Bye.